excited about what God is doing. You know, sometimes it doesn't look like much, but let me tell you, God is always moving. Now, you can stand still, you can go backwards, or you can move on with Him. And I'm determined this year that I am going to believe God. How many of you are believing God for something? Amen. Hey, man, are you expecting God to do something in your life? Because then when He does it, you can give Him the praise and the glory for what He's doing. Now tonight, some of you are going to say, Oh gosh, no. I don't care, really. Because this subject is so important. I know I've preached it. I know pastors preached it. Tim Todd and, and different ones. But we don't get it. Because if we got it, we would be on fire for the Lord. We would be excited. We would have the energy of the Holy Spirit moving inside of us. This is just not an old wives' tale. This changed my life. I was 30-something years old, 31, never had read a Bible. I knew about God. I knew about Jesus. But I had never even read the Word of God. Can you imagine that here in America? Well, let me tell you, I'm not the only one. There's a bunch of people just like I was. And I'm going to tell you something. God started a, a, a prayer meeting, a Bible study, and the charismatic movement passed through Gina, Louisiana. And how do I know? Because I was in it. And my husband and Angie's mama, Sherry, and Georgia and Ann Willison. So most, the most unlikely people that you would think about, we were uneducated, but you know that's what happened on Azusa Street. A blind black man, women, others that were uneducated. But you know what? They were seeking God. And you know what they were seeking God for? They were saved people. But they were seeking the baptism in the Holy Spirit and fire. And they didn't quit. They kept on. And I want to try to show you tonight in another different way how important and how the baptism in the Holy Spirit is for everyone that believes. It's not just certain people or the pastor or Tim Todd or Georgia. It's for everybody. All you got to do is receive it. How do you receive it? And that's in my message, but I'm going on now. By faith. Everything we do in the kingdom of God is going to be done by faith. You're going to be healed. You're going to be saved. Now, I know there may be one or two of you that have died and gone to heaven and saw the Lord. But I haven't. I have to believe what the Bible says by faith. And I receive it. And I, and I make it a part of me. I have to believe that the Holy Spirit is for me today. I have to believe that Jesus said by his stripes, I am healed. 
I have to believe that I have been delivered out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light by Jesus Christ and his blood that was shed on a tree for me. I take, I wasn't there. That was a, I may look old enough, but that was over two years, 2,000 years ago. But I believe that it happened. Not just because I read it. There's a lot of things I read I don't believe. But because the Holy Spirit inside of me just uh, leads me, cry, let me, lets me cry out, Abba, Father, and shows me and that Jesus did this, and I connect with it. I become one with it. He's one with me. Do you understand? I can't do it in the flesh. The flesh will defeat me every time. Tim Todd said it so good that night, 17 inches. And for the ones of you that weren't here, it's about 17 inches from your brain to your heart, from your mind. We know a lot of things in our mind, but we have to get it in our hearts. And we need to connect with what God is saying to us. So I just want to talk about it tonight. And I'll just get started. If you have your Bibles, open it to Genesis 15, 1 and 5. What are you talking about? That don't say nothing. That's about Abraham. Well, let me show you what Abraham was promised by God. 15, and after these things, that was the war with the kings, and Abraham tied them to Melchizedek. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. How exciting is that? I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. You get me, Abram. Hallelujah. Well, Abram got about excited as the rest of us would. And he said, but Abram said, oh, Lord God, what will you give me? He just gave you him. But what will you give me, Lord? I have no children, and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus. Then Abram said, look, you have given me no offspring, Indeed, one in my house is my heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, This one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, Look now toward heaven and count the stars, if you are able to number them. And he said to him, So shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord, and he accounted it unto him as righteousness. Abraham, no children. Sarah was too old. He was too old. He had no heir. But God was going to reward him. Now, what's a reward? Now, if a teacher's in here, they can correct me. But a reward is something I get because I did something right. That's how I see it. Now, salvation, you can't earn it. For the reward, 
I receive because I did something. That's just the way I see it. And, it's a, and it was a gift. It was a blessing, and it was given to Abraham. Abraham believed God, and his belief in God was accounted unto him as righteousness. And his reward was God. Hallelujah. Isn't that exciting? No, because we don't understand it. But God, the protection, the love, the prosperity, God was protecting him. God was his reward. And he received the righteousness because he heard the word from God and he believed it. When God showed him the heavens and all the stars and said, can you count them? Abraham, if you can count them, that's how many descendants you're going to have. He says, I don't even have a kid. I'm too old to have one. But he didn't do that. He believed God. Hallelujah. And it was accounted to him as righteousness. Abraham's faith was a true faith that endured, believed, trusted, obeyed, grew strong, and gave glory to God. This is the type of faith that makes us children of God. Abraham is known as the father of our faith. He believed God. It was, taught, it was accounted unto him as righteousness. We believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and how it's accounted. Our faith is accounted unto us as righteousness. Amen? And we receive God into our lives. And so by faith we believe and receive the works of his son Jesus Christ. He becomes our righteousness, our reward for believing in him. God living in us. Emmanuel. Hallelujah. And if you're not excited about God being your reward, you're in the wrong place tonight. Because it don't get any better than this. This is it. Let me see some smiles. This is it. God living in you. Hallelujah. That is our reward. Now if you've got your Bibles and you want to turn to Joel, now the promise is given. The promise was given to Abraham. God was, was with him. And promise in Joel again about the end times, what was going to happen. There were so many scriptures, there's no way I could put them all down. But in Joel, and it shall come to pass afterward, and that's after Jesus was born, raised from the dead, and you can read Joel and find out, and it come to pass afterward, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. Hallelujah. There's a big old prophecy there that God is going to pour out his spirit in the last days. Not just on the prophets, not on the priests, not on just important people, but on all flesh. Men and women and children. Everybody is going to come into this promise of God. 
Now, Jesus teaches us in the Gospels about the outpouring and what's going to happen. In Luke 24, 45, and 49, he says, Behold, this is Jesus, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. And in John, John said, John the Baptist, I saw the Spirit descending upon him, Jesus, and he stayed. And he who sent me said, on whom I see the Spirit remain, it is he. I baptize with water, you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Who's going to baptize us with the Holy Spirit? Jesus. John said, I baptize with water. But the one that's coming, the one who sent me to preach this word, told me that when I saw that dove, that spirit remaining on him, that he was going to be the one to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. Nobody knew what that meant. It hadn't happened yet. And in, John, in Acts 1, 4, God, Jesus tells them, these are some of his last words, tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Wait on the promise of God. I'm going to read that a little bit later, so I'm not reading it now. That is our reward that was promised. That's what we receive, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That's what the Father, that's the gift He wants us to have. We need to be filled with His Spirit. Why? Because it's a power, verse 8 in Acts says, it is the power to be a witness. It's the power to be an overcomer in this world. It's the power to live for God. We can't live for God in our flesh. We have to have the Spirit of God living inside of us. Jesus is the overcomer of this world, not me and you. Because our flesh is going to fail us every time. You may be strong in one area. You think, oh, well, I'd never succumb to drunkenness. But what about gossiping or backbiting or depression or addictions or pornography? You can't overcome this world in your flesh. It's the Spirit of God living inside of us the power of the Holy Ghost for helps us to overcome this world. The, whole, the Lord living in us is our power. Mark 16, Jesus said, and they, I, I, didn't read, I didn't write this. It backs up what I'm saying, but you go back and read it. And these signs shall follow those that believe. In my name, they shall drive out demons. In my name, they shall speak in new tongues. It was not important enough that he put it here. They will lay hand on the sick, and they shall, what? Recover. Amen. These signs shall follow. We see Christians following after signs. That's not what the Word said. It said... These signs are going to follow believers. Have we been praying and casting out devils that are tormenting people? You think them demons are sleeping? You need to pull your head out the sand. There's a battle going on. 
Now, Jesus ain't fighting a battle. He already won it. But brothers and sisters, we're in a battle. And he's given us everything we need in our lives to be victorious. What he preached this morning. That's how we are victorious, by the Spirit of God living in me. It allows me to drive out demons, heal the sick, and speak with new tongues. We are promised a powerful gift, a reward for accepting Jesus as our Savior. We get a reward. He's free. His work is free. All you have to do is believe in what he did. And once we do, then there's a reward that comes to every believer. Uh, Acts 1.4, Jesus says, Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of my Father, gift my Father promised. You have heard me speak about it. John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now these are Jesus' words. John baptized with water. He had a baptism of repentance. But Jesus is going to baptize us in the Holy Ghost. And you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to be my witnesses. Then in Acts 2, man, the day of Pentecost, the first outpouring of the Holy Spirit takes place. They were all sitting there, all in one accord. Now before this, Peter had denied Jesus. He was behind closed doors because he didn't want nobody to arrest him. He wasn't saying nothing. But Jesus had told him, wait until you be endued with power from on high. You know why? Because Jesus knew he couldn't do it without the power of the Holy Ghost. Peter just wasn't going to be able to do it. But then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, and I'm not going to read all that because of time, but they were all baptized with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in tongues and praising God. All 120 of them, because it's for every believer. Now, we'll read Acts 2 and 32, if you want to read there. Now, Peter says, Now this that you see and hear, what these people are doing, this is what Joel prophesied of. Remember when I read you prophecy of Joel? I'm not reading it again. But this, the Spirit is being outpoured on all flesh. And this is what you're seeing and you're hearing. And this, you, these words in verse 32, This Jesus God has raised up, of which we are all witnesses. We saw him, we know what happened, but God raised him up. Therefore, being exalted to the right hand of God, and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he poured out this which you now see and hear. Wow, y'all. This Jesus that you crucified, God raised him up from the dead. And he's now been exalted to the right hand of the Father. And the Father gave him this gift of the Holy Spirit and he poured it out on these believers. 
This is what you see and you hear. Did you catch that? This is what, this Jesus, oh my goodness. They were quickened in their hearts when they heard that. And they said, what can we do? The Holy Spirit, see, was in these men. And the Holy Spirit was moving amongst them. And they said, what can we do? And Peter says, repent. He didn't say be nice. Love you, brother. Repent. We've got to repent. Be baptized and receive the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive what? The gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen? For the promise is to you and to your children and all who are afar off. As many as the Lord will call. As many, generation after generation, 2,000 years. I don't know what I'm at there, but it was for me. And I was called. And thank God I received it. I'm telling you, when my husband got saved, he got saved about four times. But the last time he received... Seriously, he was sincere. Jimmy, he was sincere. But he couldn't live it. He didn't have the power. That old heathen nature just didn't want to succumb to what God wanted him to do. But you know what? When he received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, he was changed upside down. There are four churches, I can tell you, that he had his hand in starting. And Packy got trained by him down in Homer. And they're all over the missionaries and the people that have gone out. By one man that nobody would even know his name. But he got baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. He used to tell me we were meeting in little groups in my house, and he forbid me to go. But, of course, you know, when he went offshore, I went. Because I felt like that. What was I going to do, sit there and die? So he called and he said, well, I'm sorry about that fuss. He said, uh, you can go to your prayer meeting. I said, oh, okay, thank you. He says, have you already gone? I couldn't lie to the man, right? I said, yeah. He said, well, that's okay. And, you know, the next time that he came in, he started seeking God. He tells it like he was laying in his bed. We must have had a fight because he was upstairs and my bedroom was downstairs and I don't remember, but this is his testimony. But he was up there and he'd gotten on his knees and he said, Lord, you're not drawing me. Do you not want me? Have I sinned so badly, Lord, that there's nothing in me you want anymore? And he got up and he got in bed. And he was woken up that night with a finger pointing at him, saying, I want you. And he fell to his knees, gave his life again to the Lord, and got baptized in the Holy Spirit. And we didn't hide behind closed doors anymore. He humiliated me. 
He walked down the streets of Gina with a sign saying, Repent! And the people in the bank, Lori, used to worry, were looking out the blinds to see who that crazy man was. And I knew who it was. And I didn't say. And they said, Evelyn, it's Pat. And they went out there and got him a uh, Coca-Cola. It was in bottles back then. And they got a bottle of Coca-Cola. They brought it out to him, asked him if he wanted to come in. And I'm thinking, don't you come in here. Don't you come in here. You know, that's how much this man changed. I changed. I walked around with a Bible in my hand. Arms, because it was a big one. Rita's Digest cost me a dollar on the Book of the Month Club. <laughs> I read it. I tried. Everybody was witnessing to me in the bank, but they weren't telling me what God had told me, what God had showed me. They didn't believe in the speaking in tongues. They said that was for the... Uh, that was. When the apostles were here, we don't need that anymore. I thought, well, you're wrong, because when I got it, I, it was what I needed. It made me different. It changed me. And we, we saw families, our families, Chris's family, move here because they wanted to be where the Holy Spirit was moving. Y'all, if we can get on fire... For the whole, with the Holy Spirit, we won't be able to stay here in this building. People are going to want what we want, what we have. But we've got to be excited about Jesus. Why do they want something that's as dead as they are? They want something alive and on fire and they looking and they church hopping. Looking, seeking. And we have it. We need to use it. Amen? Just being, quit being, sitting on a pew dead. Hallelujah. Amen. And on the day of Pentecost, well, I already read you that. On the day of Pentecost was the first outpouring. To receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, we first, there is, there's the criteria. You have to accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. Only a believer can receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit. We have to be born again. And that's except the words of Jesus, the works of Jesus. Born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, died on the cross, rose from the dead, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. Do you believe that? Yes. Then you're saved. Then you have the new birth. See, salvation is for believers. Amen? We are new creations. We've been born again. Acts 2, 38 and 39 becomes real in our life. We live in it. We're witnessing about Jesus. And it is for all believers. There's no believer that it's not for. <clears throat> so, but the believers, now like I said, salvation is for the sinner, for the heathen. Jesus washes our sins away. Hallelujah. He makes us whole again. Amen. The Holy Spirit comes in our hearts and we become a new creation. We're born from above. But once you become a believer, 
We need to receive the gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Jesus says in Acts, you shall be endued with power. I have come, he said, to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And he went up to heaven. God had raised him up. And God the Father gave him this gift that he poured out on all the believers there that morning. Don't you want to be a part of this? It's a power gift. How do you receive it? By faith. You yield yourself. How did you get saved? By faith. You yielded yourself. Said, Lord, come into my life. I want to be yours. And he becomes an overcomer. Jude said, but you brothers, building, your up, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. There's something about praying in the Holy Spirit that builds us up. Building your, when you don't know how, what to pray for, Romans said. Amen? He does. The Holy Spirit knows what to pray for. Our reward is God, just like Abraham's reward was God. Our exceedingly great reward, hallelujah, God living in us. God has a plan. He has a, 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 a timing and a plan. And the law killed. The law destroyed because we could not keep the law. So he sent Jesus and he kept it. Jesus said, I didn't come to do away with the law, but I came to fulfill the law. And he fulfilled it, and in him we fulfill it. See, in him we fulfilled it. How do we receive this gift, this reward? Just believe and trust him. And yield yourself to him. This is what I want, Lord. Lord, I'm seeking what you want to give me. I want to be filled with your Holy Spirit. See, several of us, a lot of us here, have already received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. But what are you doing with it? Are you praying in the Holy Ghost? Are you witnessing? Are you crucifying your flesh? and letting the Spirit live in you. You see, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. Jesus says, I have to go back. When they were holding on to him, didn't want to let him go, he says, I have to go, because I was with you. I have been with you. But when the Holy Ghost, the Comforter comes, he will be in you. We have the Holy Spirit living and dwelling inside of us. It's our reward. God living in us. Emmanuel. Hallelujah. It's time we wake up and know who we are. We need to ask him every day, fill us with yourself, O oh God. And we do this by faith. We are saved by faith, and we receive the Holy Spirit by faith. This is all happening today. It did not stop. I didn't know the scriptures because I hadn't read the Word. 
when they all told me it stopped with the apostles. Uh-uh. I know them now. <laughs> the first outpouring of the Holy Spirit was on the day of Pentecost. The second one was in Acts 10. Ten years later, Cornelius, a Gentile, was a godly man, and he was seeking God and fasting. And God uh, told him to send for Peter. And Peter came, laid hands on him, and he and everybody that he brought into that house was baptized in the Holy Spirit. They were saved and filled with the Holy Spirit. And they did. They praised God, speaking in tongues and magnifying God. That's how come Peter knew that they had received it because it was the same thing that happened to them on the day of Pentecost. Amen. So he baptized them in water. And 20 years later in Ephesus, John, uh, Paul was there and John's disciples, John the Baptist's disciples were there. And I guess after being with them a little while, he perceived that they didn't have the Holy Spirit or the baptism in the Holy Spirit. If you're saved, you're saved by the blood. And the, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. And he asked them, have you received the Holy Spirit since you believed? And the disciples said, we didn't even hear about the Holy Spirit. That was me. Never. That was Pat. That was so many of us. We not, didn't even hear that there be a Holy Spirit except Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. You know, when you said a prayer like that. But he has a work here. He's working right now. So they, and they believed and they received. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We have heard, I'm telling you right now, therefore we believe. Therefore, we receive. It's for every believer. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I just ask you to open our ears. Lord, I ask you to give us understanding like you did the disciples at the end of Luke. Lord, on the road to Emmaus, you opened up their knowledge so they could understand and they could receive. Father, right now I ask you to move on us. Let us see the excitement that we should have from being a Christian and serving you, Lord, for our reward that you have given us. Lord, I thank you tonight for your word. I thank you for the reward, Lord, that you have given us that you have given me. Lord, you said he would be our comforter, that he would guide us in all things.